Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs creating the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm Emily Aborn, and along with my co-host, Crystal Farley, we are here to give you the roadmap to success and the tools you need to build whatever this means for you. Hi, Crystal. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? You seem punchy, not just great. You know what? The energy is like really different right now. Yeah, we're very silly, I think. Yeah, we're very silly. We... Uh, truth be told to the audience, we record several podcasts at a time. So our last podcast guest, we definitely had her do the floss with us, which is the dance move that I cannot do, but I aspire to one day do. But the videos are going to be amazing. The videos are amazing. Um, Crystal, I have this question for you. I actually like to ask a lot of people this question. What does being an entrepreneur mean to you? That is a great question. Thank you. Thank you. I thought so. It's a really great way to buy time when you say something like that. Um, For me, entrepreneurial spirit is not like somebody who just starts a business. It's more people that try to be creative and innovative in everything that they do. Yeah. Like finding solutions to problems. Exactly. Yeah. And I also think like, I love that you use the word spirit because, so I want to tell you about when I was a kid, I used to, I just used to, it's not that I was looking for ways to make money. I just was like looking for exciting things to do with my ideas. So I did like, you know, the classic lemonade stands and things like that. But I also collected railroad spikes from behind our um, behind our yard. We had like an old railroad bed and I would go collect the spikes and then sell those rocks and seashells along the side of the road. Of course, they were antiques. So I had like an antique stand. Um, I did like a gopher service, dog walking service, babysitting, all that stuff. But hold on, gopher service. Oh, so gopher is when you offer to like run errands for people. So I would say like, oh, you need something from Rite Aid? I'll go get that for you. And I'd take my little pink bike with streamers down to Rite Aid and fill the basket up and come back and people could have their toothbrushes and You were hustling. I was hustling. But you know what? That has always been like a part of me. And that, so I love that you use the word spirit because that's really what it is. It's like this desire to put ideas into action and to create things, right? Yeah. And conversely, so I wasn't, when I was a kid thinking back, um, I wasn't like one of those, like, let me start a lemonade stand people. Like that was too hard. I didn't want to do that. But I was really, I was always the leader. I was always the person, I was the oldest of the kids that hung out too, which didn't help, you know, help them at all. They had no chance, but I always wanted to be creative and put on like a dance show or, you know, I was a boy band lover, like New Kids oh, on the Block. Oh, me too. We, like, sync. Bye, yeah. bye, bye. It was, you know, All and I wanted long. to put on the show and I wanted to be a certain, I wanted to be Joey McIntyre because that was who I loved and everybody had a different role and I had to orchestrate this thing. Like that was my job. And so I don't, you know, I didn't start businesses, but I always had the ideas. I always wanted to do something, you know, to keep everybody's attention going. And I think it's the same thing. So basically, you just like to tell other people what to do. In a fun way. No, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I mean, let's think about what I do for work now. (laughs) So the reason I asked about um, what it means to be an entrepreneur is, I mean, this podcast is, 
we say that it's targeted towards entrepreneurs, but I talked to my mom and she listens to this podcast and she works in a corporate job. And she's, you know, she says even in her corporate job that she is an entrepreneur because she's always coming up with solutions and she likes to think creatively. And so I think it's really a term that's far more relevant than people even like it's very overused you know like I'm an entrepreneur but it's actually a very relevant term and probably applicable to way more people than we think it is well that's interesting actually as you say that you know with your mom being in corporate and she's always coming up with solutions so one of the biggest stressors in the workplace is cause or one of the biggest stresses is caused by control and an individual's lack of control for their job in the workplace so Consider this, if they, if more managers and leaders would c- consider their employees or call their employees entrepreneurs, even overuse it even more. Oh my gosh, I love where you're going with this. How much more innovation would companies see and then how much stress would be reduced in the workplace? Like, you, I think you actually just solved America's problems. I did. However, I didn't solve the ego problems. Thank that goodness this are, is recorded. Yeah. <laughs> But it's but I mean that's it's totally true, right? Yeah. I, I mean, why do why did why do people leave corporate America to become entrepreneurs? So you're getting me to another thing that I realized being an entrepreneur is is choosing the direction of your life, choosing your life, choosing how to structure your life. But that's true for everybody. You know, we all choose our life. We're all in the driver's seat. So again, going back to the same thing, if employers were to give their employees more of like you are choosing these things, it puts more of the power in their hands. Yeah. Even as an entrepreneur outside of corporate America, it's way more fun to work when you want to than when you have to. Agreed. Right. And I think like if we could just live life with guardrails, like some people need corporate jobs, like, and and we need to have corporate jobs, right? Like technology world, we are just considered like always moving forward. But if we can make it a better place for people to be, more people will want to be there. Do you ever, so I've worked in, you know, both sides and I know you have too. You've worked in a corporate job as have I. Do you ever wish for that again where you can just like go into work, check in, check out, not have to think about it when you get home. Your husband doesn't have to hear about every single financial decision that you're about to make because it's not yours. It's your boss's. Yes. I think about that. More than I should, right? We, I think we all do. Yeah, I um, I actually get cur- like alerts from Indeed still in my email. Oh, you got to turn that. Off. I delete them. Okay, I delete them now. I don't look at them anymore. I did look at them for a while though, because you know, at the ramp up time when you start a business is not overnight, and you know, I stopped looking because I had to shift my mindset. Right, I'm not going to be successful in my business if I don't think I'm going to be successful in my business. Right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, so you actually brought up something that's been on my mind and that is putting little things in place that help us to change our mindset. So for example, you now delete those Indeed emails. I'd rather you just unsubscribe to them, honestly. Unlike me, who is very worried about my unsubscribes, Indeed doesn't care. So you're 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 not going to hurt their feelings. That's true. Um, but I have to tell you about this little hack that I finally put into place. I've known about it for so long. I turned off, okay, I'm going to rewind. My husband and I have our fourth wedding anniversary coming up tomorrow, which is Thursday, 
October 10th if anyone wants to get us any gifts. It's Happy too, anniversary. Although it would be way too late by the time this comes out. So never mind. Get me, get me belated presents. Um, so our anniversary is coming up. So we're going to do a no technology four days. Well, I'm going to turn off my, like I'm going to work Friday morning and then turn off my, my phone, all that stuff from 12 o'clock on Friday until Monday. And I'm going to check things like in the morning to make sure nothing has exploded, which nothing will right? Because nothing nothing is going to happen. But to start preparing my brain for that, I turned off the push notifications for my email coming to my phone. So now, lo and behold, I have to actually like click the email icon in order to see what emails I'm getting rather than having them pop up and hit me all the time. It has like decreased my stress so much. It's not even that I don't think there are any in that inbox. I just haven't read like the first couple of lines of it, you know? Well, how often are you having a conversation with someone and your phone's on the table Mm. facing up and you just get all of these blinking messages and it's so distracting. And we have so many modes of communication, right? Mm -hmm. You have email, you have Instagram um, direct messaging, you have Facebook messenger, you have Facebook itself, you have your text messages. It's insane. It's insane, but this is where I'm going to challenge you and everybody listening because there are like a plethora of ways for people to get in touch with you. So not having push notifications on or any sort of notifications on, which is where I subscribe to. I don't have any notifications So I'm going to be in your camp soon. Yeah. Um, It actually reduces your stress a bunch. And if they really need you, they're going to call you. Yeah. So I think that having those boundaries is really important because it doesn't change anything. So I guess where I'm going with this is this is kind of part of making some of those choices for myself, right? Like I before said, oh my gosh, everyone, like everyone needs to have access all the time. They need to, I need to be available. And now I'm like, no, I can set my business hours and people can still get a hold of me, but I'm going to choose to look at those messages when I am ready to look at those messages. So... Isn't that so empowering when you make that choice? so good. You're smiling so big right now. I wish everybody could see you. It's like choosing your work hours. And and here's another thing. So on vacation, like I don't – for me right now where I am in my business, I'm I'm relatively new. And so to just completely shut off for four days is not something that's going to work for me. So I've put boundaries around it, right? So I'm saying, okay, from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock in the morning is when I can check things and do anything that I need to do. And that feels right. So that's also part of being an entrepreneur, I think, is like, yes, I'm on vacation. If I choose to work, if I want to work, then I can work. If I don't want to work, then I'm not going to work because I'm on vacation. I'm really mostly concerned that I'm not going to be able to talk to you for that four days, but we can address that after the show. We need like tin cans or something, and then oh, it won't be, be technology, that's so it'll true. work. Yeah, that's true. I did give you an anniversary present, so maybe I can get a pass. Yeah, some of your good guts bread. <laughs> so I just good. promise to give you good guts. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to go nuts for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, that's literally. the name of her bread. Yeah. Good Thank gut. you, Emily. Yeah, You're good at that stuff. Um, well, I'm really proud of you to be making these changes going into. Well, you have to hold me accountable. This is the other thing. So we, you know, I do this all the time. I get these brilliant ideas of all these things that I want to change, like meditation. I want to meditate every day. I want to journal every day. I want to walk every day. You know, um, I think some of the 
like benefit in having a business friend that's going through these things with you is that we can hold each other accountable because we are we do have to make these choices for ourselves every single day and it's so much easier to do the thing that you don't want to do and not do the thing that you I don't know what I'm going you know that was a totally circular sentence I knew exactly what you meant I, I think everyone got it yeah. so my my point being I really appreciate when people are able to help hold you accountable you're more you're absolutely more likely to do it right yeah. I mean if somebody's counting on you to because it's almost an expectation you're setting because more than likely if you say crystal I'm gonna meditate every day I'm gonna say I am too Emily right and then we check each other right right and I think you know then it's conversations around best practices like what becomes easier what's good for you what's good for me and having the conversation around it and you're more likely to stick with it and develop the routine rather than just let it go to the wayside. Right. Yeah. Speaking of routines, tell me about yours. Which one? Um, I want to know like what a what what your morning routine looks like because people are always talking about journaling, mindset. What's the best like miracle morning? I I joke about miracle morning. Like I think it's funny when everything like when you pour a cup of coffee and it just like spills all over the counter because you poured too much. I'm like, I say like hashtag miracle morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, I love it. So uh, tell me yours. I, I want to start with I think that's all crap. Um, I don't think anything's perfect. And I actually, we're d- definitely in sync today because I just wrote a blog for Thrive Wellness. Wait, can I sing topic. bye, bye, bye? Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to come. Sorry, you said, you said in sync. You said in sync. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I didn't catch the pun. So anyhow, I wrote this article on Thrive Wellness today about um, not being able to add anything as a task to my day. Because I think as soon as you make a task, it almost becomes like it's work. It becomes irrelevant. It's more easily looked over. And so my morning, I do have a routine. I don't have a checklist, but I do the same thing every day. And so, yes, I'm mindful and I meditate and all of that stuff. I just don't really call it that. Because I don't want another thing to do. But I wake up and I um, I roll over and I actually write three lines of gratitude, the three things that I'm grateful for, um, past, present, future, whatever. And then I, you know, I, I get up and I do my thing. I brush my teeth. I get ready for the gym or, you know, go downstairs and have a cup of coffee with my husband. It, that pretty much always looks the same. So if I go to the gym... I then come home and have a cup of coffee with my husband. We've made that part of our routine because we don't get much of that anymore um, because work's so busy and life's so busy. So we make time for each other every day. Uh, And then we we just kind of do our thing. It's really simple. But I think the one thing that I ensure that I do every day is start with gratitude. I love that. You taught me to start. Well, I think specifically, you know, I can be like, I'm thankful for my house but you taught me specifically to list out three things that I'm grateful for and I took it a step further and I try to do um three things that I'm grateful for in the past 24 hours because it forces me to on a daily basis look for even like little tiny things that I can be grateful for which when you're looking for those things they're gonna just keep on like they're gonna get bigger right so I try to be mindful of being grateful for something within the past 24 hours that way I'm like always on the hunt for what's gonna be in tomorrow's gratitude journal (laughs) well and it's and gratitude is scientifically proven to make you happier yeah so if you're able to find those things you actually um you had posted something in the she built this group a few weeks ago or maybe even a week ago about the moss in the woods yes on your walk oh yes I'll talk about that all day long I love that stuff and so I had never thought about that in my entire life it's moss and kind of grosses me out to be honest with you but I went for my first hike with Belle 
a week and a half ago, and there was moss. And I stopped, and I looked at it, and I took a picture of it. And Belle was like, Mom, what are you doing? And I told her, I was like, well, Emily shared with me that, you know, imagine all of these little critters that are living in the moss and how big the universe must seem to them and where we fit in. And it really brings up a, a conversation. But I would have never had that moment of noticing something so minuscule on a normal basis if it hadn't been for one of my peers right. sharing that. So, Oh, I love that. You changed my life. Hopefully we can come up with like so many quotables and analogies that people are just using them left and right. In I think so. Yeah. <laughs> or icons. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about another thing on my mind. Or was, I should say it was on my mind. And I think... But wait, hold on oh. a second. I shared a lot about my routine and how big it is in the oh. morning. <laughs> Okay. Do you have a morning routine? I do. And mine's very similar to yours. Okay. I, um, you know, it's funny. Everybody, when they're sharing their morning routines, I notice they say, I roll over. I'm like, yeah, obviously we all roll over. <laughs> like you didn't need to include that. It was a given. So, I roll over no, so people but sit up. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> so Crystal rolls over. Noted. So I'll tell you what. I, for, I sleep with this giant pillow that's like really, really heavy. So the first thing I do, Crystal, I don't roll over. I throw the giant pillow off my bed. Okay. Oh, I like it. I can envision this. <laughs> Flinging it. Okay. Um, no. So I do also do a um, th three gratitudes. I like to say a highlight of yesterday. And then I also like to write something that I could have done better yesterday because I like to work on things. Um, I set three goals for the day, just three. My, that doesn't that's not indicative of my to-do list, but it's the three big things that I want to accomplish that day. And then I take a couple minutes to journal. Um, and I always exercise every single day, like walk, row, something to get myself moving. Um, and then honestly, don't tell anyone, but I don't start my work day until like 9:30 or 10 o'clock and then I work until five. but can I ask you a question about that? Is it a personal question? Of course it is. Go for um, it. <laughs> that's how we do things here. Um, so I love that because, you know, I don't check email traditionally until 9 o'clock in the morning. Like that's the earliest that I'll do it because it'll ruin my morning routine that, you know, that I just shared um, if I check it because I'll be thinking about the things that I need you to You mean do. the rolling over the part? Rolling over it part. ruins it? <laughs> it ruins it. I don't want to be thinking about that when I'm rolling over. But so – do you check anything though? Do you check your email and stuff before 10? Okay, so it depends. Okay. So yes, but usually I I like to give myself the hour of between seven and eight o'clock to work on my own punch list. So that would be usually I'll check email and respond to things that are like related to me and my business. But my client emails, I don't usually respond to until I start the day. Got it. Boundaries, though. Again, yeah. you probably want to do that work before 10 a.m. for yourself. And then after 10, you know there's some stuff you have to do. Right. right. That makes sense. And me. then sometimes I wake up super early and I'll use what I call the magical hour, which is like between five and six before I hear my husband's feet hit the ground. And then I do all the things. It's then. so peaceful, isn't it? You can like create an entire website in that hour. Mm -hmm. No joke. It's amazing. No distractions. Yeah. Logos. I think that's when I came up with your logo. I think you're right. I woke up to magic. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I was probably up already, but yeah, yeah. it was I, awesome. Don't you get up at like 4.30? I do. 
Yeah. There was actually a fun fact, if I can share before your next question. Oh, though. yeah. I don't even remember it. So okay. we're all good. So um, I actually, you know, I deliver these workshops for realtors about uh, stress and success without it. And I like to share that meditation. You, you brought up meditation, how you want to meditate every day. And people get like super hyper focused on this like thing of meditation. It's probably the hardest thing to do to like sit by yourself in silence and try to like breathe and things like and that's like a super advanced meditation like people don't you do that for years and years after they've been meditating because for you to quiet your squirrel mind is like just not an easy thing to do right so one of the things i actually do every day it's part of my routine and i i forgot this part because we didn't talk about how i get to the gym but i will mindfully go to the gym and so that's my form, you know, mindfulness is a form of meditation and that's what I do every day. And so I turn um, the radio off in my car, I put my hands on the steering wheel and I go through sensory directives and I literally tell myself what my drive is. And so I say, I see two lines in the road. Nice. I feel the steering wheel under my hands. I smell this time of year a skunk, whatever it is. And it's literally five minutes, but it's five minutes of being mindful. And anybody can do that, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can With do that. eyes open or eyes closed. Eyes open, closed, upstairs, downstairs, like really simple things that you do every day. And that can be a meditation. So you don't need to get all freaked out with like the task, the thing, and it needs to take 30 minutes and right. all that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. hear a lot of people tell me they just absolutely can't meditate or I hate meditating. I'm like, it's more just about being aware of the present moment. You know, it when you really, I mean, I can get I feel like I've gone kind of down the rabbit hole of meditation and so it's warped my brain a little bit, but you can really go into some heady stuff with like thinking about the present moment, kind of like the moss, you know, like sure. just how small we are, how minuscule the present moment is on this whole span of time. But I'm not even going to go there. You just did make me think of how my daughter brings up, like my daughter's like, you know, she's very creative. And she's always like, Mommy, what if we're a video game? Oh, yeah. Fascinating. We could live in the Matrix. We could. Have we you, don't know. Have you seen A Handmaid's Tale? No, but you mentioned it and we need – like I need to – Yeah, you're yeah. going to get hooked on it. It's a little dark, but um, it's sort of the same thing. Like we could be completely being controlled by other people and just – I mean they're very aware of it because you'll – I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm excited to okay. see it, so please okay. don't. Yeah. What's, what's your next question, though, before we start? Oh, I guess I was just going to sort of talk about making the choice to get out of overwhelm and move into flow in life and how these sort of little, let's call them hacks, do that for us. And mindset work and stuff gets us out of this place of overwhelm. It's so easy to be in. It's a very easy place to live. But it's easy, especially when that's all you know. Right. Yeah. Right. And so and and it if you decide to move out of overwhelm, nothing necessarily needs to change except you. So it's like a conflict, right? So if a conflict comes up, um, you are perceiving the conflict and the other person, maybe they're not, okay? Maybe you haven't even brought it up yet. So you're just perceiving this conflict. Then you bring the conflict up to them. Now they're aware of it, but nothing has changed except that now they're aware of the situation. So perception, which we were talking about earlier, it's all about like what you're perceiving. Oh, I'm totally going on a rabbit trail. So I'm going to stop now and let you chime in. But do you know what I mean? Like changing the mindset from overwhelm to not overwhelm. It doesn't even have to be circumstantial. It's all just about our perception of the situation. 
Very well said. Thank God I brought that back together. I loved it. I was falling apart at the seams back there. You just had so much to say (laughs) and you were so excited about it. But I think, so perception, we were talking about this before and it's an interesting like thought process right now because there's a lot of, I think we did have spent a lot of time, if you look back at our September, we spent a lot of time in September reeling it in, right? So going from overwhelm to flow, like you talk about, because we know what we what we do in our life every day that makes us happy, but we weren't doing enough of it. We were doing all of the things that we felt like we had to do, right, rather than want to do. And I think sometimes, especially in roles where you're starting up a business or even a starting a new role at a job, there's so much expectation we're placing on ourselves. We talked about this on an episode a few, you know, a few weeks ago about how we place these expectations and these pressures on ourselves that aren't real. It was our first solo episode. We were talking about the pressures that we had, right? Remember that magical day? It was so magical. There. Anyway, I can. We can reminisce later. But <laughs> I, you know, I think you know it's. We take on these clients, we do this work, we take on projects that don't fit in our pillars, right? And it's we get unclear on what we're really trying to like stand for every single day, serving the community or whatever. And I think it's, you know, we bite off more than we can chew. And it's part of our just personal nature, you know, like what we are and who we are. And I think getting clear on what we want to do and saying no to things and people that drain our energy instead of fuel our energy is really what we did. We spent a month doing that. It's exhausting. It was exhausting. But now I'm ready to like start retelling the story. But don't you feel good? Like I I felt like October started and I was like, I am so ready to take on this world. But having, getting rid of some of those things that were holding us down allowed us some pretty big wins, right? Like there's a lot coming for us. And we're going to talk, I know more about 2020 later on this year, but it's, there's lots of good stuff coming. We're going to talk about the 2020 vision. Yeah, baby. That was a pun. So everyone should be laughing hysterically. I think I got that one. But we can bring it back to sync. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. You guys didn't think we were going to sing, but we that's definitely going to be a part of the episodes going <laughs> forward. Um, okay. I do have to share a word about today's podcast sponsor. Um, we have the pleasure of being sponsored by the Acupuncture Clinic of Bedford, which is located right off of Route 101 in Bedford, New Hampshire. The acupuncturist and owner, Bill Boylan, has given over 35,000 treatments in the last 10 years and specializes in pre- and postnatal care as well as fertility support. Bill's slogan is simple, convenient, and effective, and it's no joke. They have easy online scheduling and hours that fit into schedules in both the morning and evening. And you can find out more at www.acupuncturecliniceofbedford.com. Have you ever used acupuncture? I was just going to ask you that. Yes, I have. I have also. It's nice. It's very relaxing. It's very relaxing. And I'm terrified of needles, and it's not scary. Like, they're not the scary kind of needles. They're definitely not, but we see differently about we see needles differently. Well, in life, I we can talk about that <laughs> offline. But <laughs> I'm getting um, blood work tomorrow for my life insurance, which has been like the pending blood work. I was going to say I we know. just talked about it. It was supposed to be like a month ago, and it's finally happening. Um, but I made sure to tell the woman to like bring the child-sized needles because I'm so scared of the big needles. <laughs> she's obliging. Well, I mean, it's a real thing. A it lot is. of people are really fearful of needles. And I think I'm more afraid of like the blood going out. Do you need somebody to take you? 
No, it's going to be at my house. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm going to go up to my guest room and lie down and say, stab away, lady. Well, you have like a juice box and an orange. Yes. So okay. <laughs> like some good guts bread, maybe. I love that. Yeah. There's not a lot. There's no sh- added sugar, though. So. I'll just pick out the raisins. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I legit brought like chocolate one day to a blood test. And I was like, I'm eating this the second we're done. <laughs> Did you stay like awake for it? I pass out a lot. I f- yeah. <laughs> How come I knew that? <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> um, I got to drink a lot of water tomorrow before I get weighed. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. I think we have had a really fun episode. And I'm glad we talked a little bit more about um, productivity and organization and some of our routines. And I want to get more into that in episodes to come. Absolutely. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> For more information on the She Built This podcast, you can check us out online at www.shebuiltthis.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.